What's up, chefs? I'm Julia London, and welcome to the Shade Judah Podcast. Here's how I cook my perfect steak. First, you season one side of the steak with salt and pepper and garlic. Then you put a little bit of oil into a pan by medium high heat and wait for it to wait for it to come up to a simmering heat. Then you put the steak season side down and leave it and leave it for about two to five minutes. Then you season the unseasoned side and flip it. When you flip it, add a nice bit of butter and leave it to like melt. But don't leave it too long, otherwise it will become burnt butter. It may taste good, but then if you need to make more steaks, you have to clean the pan every time, and that's annoying. So, once you've done that, take a spoon and you baste the steak. Flip it one more time and baste it, and take it out and leave it to rest, preferably on a cutting board. So, why are we talking about steak? If you ever went to a burger place or a really fancy restaurant, they say, how do you like your burger, how do you like your steak? Medium rare is the most popular. I just wanted to know why. And Dan, why is medium rare the best way to eat red meat? So there's um, there's a couple of reasons. Partly, uh, you, you, you've got kind of two main things going on in your big lump of meat, right? You've got some things called fibrils. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, and they're like tubes of juice. All that juice you talked about coming out. They're in these sort of tubes. They make up the muscles uh, in the meat. Uh, and then there's fat as well. And there's two things that happen when you heat those up. Right. One, the fat starts to render, which is basically melting. Uh, and when the fat melts, it gives off loads of flavor. And the fibrils start to release their juice. Okay, So as you heat your steak up, it goes through a few stages. Right. First of all, if you do it really rare, those fibrils don't really release any juice. So now you've got these kind of tubes of juice that are just like slippering over each other and you get this slippery sensation when you're eating it. Uh, and it's not really got a lot of flavor because the fat hasn't started to melt yet. Okay, you get to medium rare, and then the fat started to melt, release lots of flavour, and the fibrils have released some juice, but without releasing too much. So you're not losing um, the moisture in your steak. You go beyond that, you start going too far, and you lose too much moisture. So if you've got a well done steak, maybe you've lost all the moisture. It's going to feel a bit drier and a bit denser because it hasn't got that juice inside of it. And if you go too far with the fat as well, if it gets too melted, too liquid, it's going to run out of your steak and take the flavour with it as well. Mm. So that medium rare bit is that just the right balance between melting the fat, releasing the juice, but not losing the fat and losing the juice. Make sense? Yeah. Also speaking as like a chef and myself, and then whenever someone asks me to make them a well-done steak, I always have to ask them why. Because... Like you said, it's literally taking all the flavor out and there's not much Mm -hmm. you could do to save it. So I guess one of the things is probably people feel safer because, of course, we talk all the time about making sure meat especially is cooked through uh, and making sure it's safe. So there's a really interesting reason that this doesn't uh, work in the same way with a steak. So this is going to sound super off topic, but I'm going to talk a bit of maths with you, right? Mm -hmm. So I want you to imagine a cube. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's one meter by one meter by one meter. Okay. Okay. So every surface of that cube is one meter square. Okay. And how many sides does a cube have? There's six. Six, right? So, so there's six, six sides. sides. Okay. So there is, if each side is one meter square, then our cube has got six meter squared as a surface area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if I cut that cube in half, yeah, I haven't changed how much of 
the stuff there. Say the cube was made of wood. Yep. I haven't changed the amount of wood, yep. but I've now introduced two new surfaces, mm -hmm. both a meter square each. Yes. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Okay, so now, same amount of wood, but now I've got eight meters square of surface area. Okay. Still with me? Yes. Okay, I'm going to cut both of those bits in half as well. Okay. And introduce another two meters squared. So now we're up to 10 meters squared surface area. Okay. Same amount of wood. Cut it, cut those in half again, right? I'm going to get uh, up to 12 meters squared. It's going to keep going. Every uh -huh. time I cut all these bits in half, I'm adding more surface area without adding more wood. Okay. Right? Okay. Back to the meat. Bacteria, which makes you sick, right, uh -huh. or can make you sick, lives on surfaces of things, right? Now a steak, that's a lump of cow, right? Mm -hmm. Cut out of the cow. The inside of that steak has never been exposed to the outside world. It's not surface area. So there's no bacteria inside the steak, right? There's only bacteria on the surface. And the surface gets cooked, right? It goes in your frying pan, that gets really hot, that's definitely gonna kill off that bacteria. Mm -hmm. There's no bacteria inside the steak to kill off. So that's why you can have it medium rare without worrying about cooking it through, okay? But if we chop that steak up, mm -hmm. loads and loads and loads and loads, what do we increase? The surface area. Exactly. So we increase the places that bacteria can live. So if you uh, grind up your steak to make uh, like a beef burger, yeah. now there's surface area all the way through that beef burger. So that means there's bacteria all the way through that beef burger, or there could be. So that's why a burger should be cooked all the way through properly. Hmm. Yeah? Making sense? Yeah. So then, and I don't, so maybe I should say this now, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't know a lot about these things. Um, and then um, I discovered something called steak tartare, is that right? A steak tartare, yes. Which is raw minced meat, right? Yeah. So that sounds super dangerous to me. And apparently it is kind of dangerous. If you're gonna have it, you need to have it in a really well looked after restaurant mm -hmm. where you trust the kitchen and the chef in there. And it's gotta be taken from a steak. You don't just do that with minced beef nope. from the freezer. You, uh, you've gotta have a really good steak so you know it's clean and you chop that up and you serve it immediately because you don't wanna give that bacteria any time to grow on that extra surface area no. you've just created. Yeah. Um, well, now I'm kind of scared because steak tartare <laughs> is one of my favorite dishes to eat. And, and um, so do you prepare it yourself? Um, I haven't made it myself yet, just because of school and homework. Sure. But I've had, it in, I've had it, and it's been amazing in every place that I've had it with. But you've had it in good restaurants, right? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't just get some minced beef out of the freezer, thaw it, and eat it. No. No, that would have been a horrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Psst. Yo, guys, while I've got your attention, I'd like to ask a huge favor. If you enjoy listening to Shay Judah, please head over to my page on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. We can give the show a nice review. It's really helpful in getting others to listen and enjoy Shea Judah too. So, is it just specific to beef steak or could you have in like lamb steak or cutlets or... I understand the chicken and turkey have to cook all the way through. Sure. But any other meats you could do that with? So as far as I'm aware, that principle would stay the same. If you've got a solid lump of meat that has always been a solid lump of meat, then there's no bacteria inside of it. I guess with stuff like chicken, you know, if you've got a whole chicken, the guts get taken out, and then now there's surface area inside of that. So you do want to be really careful you've cooked that all the way through. Okay. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, again, vegetarian, so right. I'm not the right person to ask about lamb steaks. But I guess if... Uh, uh, the principle sounds exactly the same to me. That why would there be any bacteria within the the meat that's never been exposed to the outside world?
All right, chefs, the kitchen is closed for this episode. You can find out more about this episode in the show notes on iTunes or Stitcher. I also have a blog where you can check out my ideas about cooking, recipes, and videos at www.judalondon.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at judalondon. Today's episode was produced by me and my mom, Kara Smith. Audio recording by Tamash Casper, and my intro music was composed and produced by Alvaro and Zalora. Special thanks to Dan Plain, the awesome science communicator at the Royal Institution. Thanks for listening to Shay Judah. I'll be back again soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you can keep up to date by subscribing to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts.